You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast for another week. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. I'm joined again by the incomparable Eddie Simpson. How are you? <laughs> Very nice, mate. Very, Very nice. nice to hear those kind words out of your mouth. A man who I respect so much. Oh, that's so lovely. Uh, what a pleasure to be here on, on another Monday. Another Monday. After another rip snorter of a weekend. Huge weekend. Uh, grand finals upon us, Eddie. Yeah, it's grand final eve. It's grand, grand final eve. Grand final week. Yep. There's breakfast, there's brown loads, there's dally there's all this sort of... There's a buzz in the air. Big time. Um... And with every grand final week, there's always a bit of a yarn uh, around, you know, whether it's injuries, suspensions, what have you. We got both this week. We got a touch on them. Blessed uh, almost. Well, blessed with the storyline. But you and I, oh, blessed well, with yeah. the drama. Oh, we love the drama here. Blessed with the drama. Yeah, we're Tom. blessed with the drama. I think the reality is, I'm gonna. We just got to see the way the drama unfolds as to how I will feel about the drama. But oh, blessed by the drama, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, so we've obviously got the finals. There's a bit of cricket going around, Eddie. A little bit. There's a pinch. There's a pinch of cricket. Yeah, we are rolling into summer. JTL Cup, which no one has ever heard of. I mean, it's a pure milk cup. If anyone, if you're asking me, Eddie. It's pure milk stuff. It's pure milk stuff. One day stuff. One day stuff. Pure milk cup. And I will only... So if anyone hears us referring to pure milk, then we're talking about JTL because no one calls it JTL. Does that make sense? Complete. Okay. So we'll touch on a bit of cricket, a bit of international cricket. But Eddie, I think everyone here knows that the big story that's non-rugby league grand finals related is the, uh, the ultimate shagger, Tiger Woods... He's back. He's rooting his way back to the top. Oh, he's rooting his way back. Look, God Shag is back. Ben Kilda Shag is back. Back doing what he does best, which is shagging. Shag is right at the top. Shagging and playing golf. We'll get into it. Look, I can't wait to digest Tiger because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about with Tiger. We've got a question from a dribbler around Tiger, the The King King Dribbler. dribbler. Um, So I think it's best if we just rip in, as it were. I think we should rip in, Tom. Okay. Okay. and before we do that, Eddie, because I always forget once I say rip in, mm. just a little promo for next uh, for, for the podcast later on this week. We do have Brett Finch. We spoke, sat down with Brett last week. Hell of a man. Hell of a man. He's got some great stories. Oh, I can tell a yarn. He's Tom. hilarious. An elite yarman. Elite yarner. So we've got Brett Finch. Uh, that'll drop Thursday. Thursday morning for the punter and the dribbler. That's correct. And if you want to get our, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, at Hellosport Podcast on Instagram, that way you'll know when it drops, but also like, subscribe, five stars. Not hard. All right, let's rip in. All right, Eddie. So as we said, finals weekend, finals week. Yeah. We're in rugby league. You've got Billy Slater, who's potentially going to miss a game. You've got Cooper Cronk, whose shoulder could not be more damaged if he tried. It's fucked, Tom. It's completely fucked. Shoulder's fucked. There's not a whole lot to talk about around Kronk other than everyone sort of says that with comparable people with similar injuries have been out for six months with surgery. And shit. Well, but where we get to with Cooper is, do we have definitive answers as to whether it's like a tear or not? There, uh, you know what I mean? I think, well, no one's giving definitive answers, but the commonly... If it's torn, he's fucked. The commonly held belief is that it's fucked. It's torn. Yeah. That so, he's almost no chance. Serious injury. Uh, Sterling came out saying... End of my career. Uh, yeah. People that have had similar injuries going, mate, you can't just fucking roll into town next week. No. 
and expect to play elite footy that's going to be needed to be played in a grand final. Because sorry, brah, even though you know fucking Smith and Slater and all the boys and Bellamy like the back of your hand, and yes, you were you were bum chums, you're not anymore. No, they're going to come. And for they're, yeah, and they're going for the for the promised land, so yes. to speak. They're they're going for back to back. Yes. Hasn't been done since 94-5. Uh, something like that, 93-4. Look at the Broncos. Dogs. The no, 90s dogs. Broncos. No, it was the Broncos, mate. Was it not the Dogs? No, it was the Broncos. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. I don't know if it was. Uh, Google it right now. Punters and dribblers, you're going to hear a live dispute on Hello Sport. I oh, know it was. No, oh, no, no, was no, it? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we 93, go. 93-4? How dare four. you doubt me, mate? No, 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 no. Fucking hell. Anyway, we digress, punters and dribblers. Not really, because it is on topic. I was just correct. I admitted it. No, I know you did, mate. And and we're all better for it. The year specific, I don't know, but I think it's 93-4. Anyway, all I'm saying is, even if you've all those things you've achieved with them, they're still going to fucking run at you all course, day long yeah. if you're injured, it which means that you're going to be a fucking passenger. Passenger, and you're going to get run all over, and what? If you get injured in the first 10 minutes, were well, they going to carry a half on the on the fucking bench no. to cover you? No. Were well, they going to carry a bench, uh, a fucking half rather, on the bench in a grand final? No, but, no bro. But the the only thing that there's... The, I saw the story that was sort of like leaning towards Kronk maybe being... Just the glimmer of hope trying to help Cooper here. Was that sell there papers. Was, sell papers. Oh, sell papers, glimmers of hope, all that yarn. Uh, there was a wide receiver for the Seahawks or Falcons. Oh, is this how far removed we're going? Yeah, yeah, he played. What? He played 11 games with a completely torn rotator cuff. Oh, for God's sake. Well, I mean, that's... that's mate. A wide receiver? At, what's he do? He can catch with one hand. Oh, please. You can't just say, yeah, it's all right, you can catch with one hand. That's still pretty important. Is he, getting, is he getting through fucking 30 tackles? No, of course not. He's not having big boppers run at him for 80, Eddie. That's so, for damn sure. He's not trying to kick and pass and run. So what are we talking about? Well, it's just a glimmer of hope, mate. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about a glimmer well, of hope. I don't even, if, I don't even, even know. We're, we're talking about a glimmer of rugby league hope. But look, fuck Cooper for now. I don't think that's the real story. Hope he goes well. Hope he recovers. Hope he takes a field. Because they're going to be throwing in this guy, Sean O'Sullivan, potentially, if he can't play. And Sean's played all of 50 minutes of rugby league football in his entire career, Eddie. Pray for Sean. Pray for Sean. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, but the Billy Slater situation. Now, Bill, he's been done for... He's been grade one shoulder charge. Grade one. Hit on Sasai Fecky. A week with a with a, an early plea. A week with a plea. So he's, he's unless he... Uh, unless he argues a charge, beats a charge, well, he's, he's missing the grand final. Well, that's right. I... Get the QCs in there. I am... Oh, for a fucking oath, you, you get the bloody QCs in. Yeah. Line them up. 80 grand an hour, bloke. Absolutely. The big boys. The best in the business. The best in the business. The big, the big throbbers, Yes, Tom. you need your legal throbbers, yeah. mate. You need the, the big dick swingers. I'd be throwing mountains of the cash at this thing. The legal eagles. That's right. I don't know any other terms we've got for people of the cloth. Is that a... Well, a late silk... Elite Silk, uh, Regals. Uh, look, I think we're reaching. But. Regal Silk. <laughs> but um, I don't think he should be. Like, I know that he shoulder charged someone. Like, I get this. I get it as a shoulder charge. But I think that the game of rugby league should just go, you know what? Fuck it. So you're saying there should be a grand final rule? Yes, 100% there should be a grand or final Or a big game rule. It should be a big game rule. But grand final rule, like, I don't think you could put it in Origin. I think I think you just make it grand origin, final. No, because grand final, because Origin, you get three of them a year. Grand final is a career-defining moment. Look at something like Isaac Luke. He gets rubbed out of a grand final in 2014. Every chance of never playing in one ever again. Because of some fucking, like, 
but Billy's, but Billy's been there fucking, what, yeah, six times? Doesn't matter, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. You're not necessarily going to be playing in dynasty teams for your whole family. Mate, I, th- I think you should be there, Billy. 100%. I'm, 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 on, I'm pro Billy. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted. I'm pro Billy. I think Hashtag you should be there on Billy. the field. Well, I think you should be on the field. Yes. For the culmination of the life's work, That's Tom. It. I'm behind the narrative. Don't sit here and fucking get me offside, mate. I'm pro champion, just like the next bloke. And I think there'll be a fucking uproar in the streets if Billy's rubbed out. 100%. You know, but, how do you, but how do you fucking... But what do you do if you're sitting in the judiciary, you're supposed to be super impartial, right? And, and you get this case put on your desk... Pro champion, and you're a pro champion in the judiciary, and you've well, got. To- well, that's what we're saying. Does the judiciary need to be pro champ? Do they need to be about writing fucking legacy and narrative and all that shit? Or are they so. supposed to be black and white letter of the law? I think they need to be pro champ and pro pro the like pro common sense. I think so as well. I couldn't agree more. But I think that needs to be written into the bylaws yeah. of the game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If we look at it subjectively. <laughs> And we think that there's a chance for history to be made yeah. and champions to be knighted, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's play on. It's play on. But if fucking Bob Jones, who's a loser from fucking nowhere, <laughs> shoulder charges some bloke in round three and, and wants to wants to play because it's his fucking anniversary the yeah. next week, you go, mate, beat it. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Maybe the fuck you are. Yeah, no. Do you even play footy? No, no, go away. But I think those, those legacy matches, the career-defining, yeah, career-defining yeah. moments. Look the other way. Which essentially is just grand finals. But no one will give a shit. It's grand finals. That's Luke it. Lewis came out and said it'd be an absolute travesty That's it. if he's rubbed out. He goes, mate, it's a contact sport. Hell of a fucking tackle, by the way. Yeah, that's it. What was he meant to do there? That Wait. was Also, it was in the act of saving a try, Eddie, which I think changed it a little bit. If it was just a... He hasn't lined him up to fucking just put a shot. Him. He hasn't just put a sunny no, bill on it's him. It's ridiculous, mate. It's just, he's, he's done it to save a try. It's absurd. Look, there's a hint of a hand in it if you want me to try and get my QC well, hat on. Well, mate, if you want to slow it down a bloody me to put on the robes. A thousand frames a second, put the robes on. I will. <laughs> oh, I see a hand there. I can see a hand. And I fucking hate Melbourne. And yep. just let me fucking, while we're here and we're talking greatness, just listen to these numbers out of the Melbourne Storm. I'd love to. Sickening numbers. Sickening numbers. Right? So they go four straight grand finals from 06 to 09. 06, grand final loss to Brisbane. 07, they won. Yeah, they were cheating, but they still won it. Yeah. Oh, wait, they lost 40 nil. Yep, I remember uh, that. Wonder who too. Yeah. Wonder who too. Well, Manly. Anyway, they rock up next year, 09, and then they win against Parramatta. So that's four straight Great. grand finals, which is fucking sickening. Then they come back, and then they win in... Uh, 2012. 2012. And then they... Little bit of a break. And then 16. they go 16 grand final, 17, 17 grand final, 18, 18 grand final. So they've gone four straight, three straight, with another grand final in the middle, eight... In 13 seasons. Eight grand finals they've been in in yeah. 13 seasons. Yeah. That is fucking ridiculous. So, punish dribblers, there are some of you who have been listening since long ago when we very when we got very we got started out on this journey to the top of the podcast heap. Um, that being said, you still probably may know this man. He's a former rugby league player, Anthony Watts, played for the Cowboys, I think he played for the Roosters maybe at one time, was famously uh, suspended from rugby league for an... Ex- Sharks, Cowboys, Widnes, Vikings. Widnes, Vikings. Widnes. Sharks, Cows, Widnes, Vikings. Yeah. Um, famously got suspended from, or red carded, and then I'm assuming suspended from a bush footy match for biting a man on the dick. <laughs> and has 
from that moment on been affectionately known as Anthony Dickbiter Watts. One of one of the one of the league's most elite dickbiters. Well, the elite dickbiter, mm. I think. Yeah. The elite yeah. dickbiter, a yeah. beacon of bite and dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the dickbiter is sort of, you know, he's he's waded his way from one controversy to another. He uh, most recently, from my memory, Eddie, uh, was sentenced to twelve months jail for assaulting an elderly man. In northern New South Wales last year. Okay. Can only imagine the elderly man didn't take too kindly to him being bitten. Bitten on the dick. On the cock. So, the, the, look, what we can assume is that Anthony's tried to bite this man on the dick. Mm-hmm. He didn't appreciate it. That's right. And Anthony didn't, did not take that too well. Um, and then waved a gun at him. Waved a gun at him. Yeah. So he's like, let me bite your dick. Let me bite your dick. I'm going to shoot it off. That sort of thing. <laughs> so that was out the front of uh, Marula Bar business. Uh, the poor 73-year-old who has not been named apparently survived with his dick intact, <laughs> but only by the skin of his scrot. Uh, because Dick Biter was out for it. Yeah, you know he was I mean? out for he was out for blood. Yeah, yeah, he, he was out for blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so was anyway, in a um, look, we we celebrate a late Dick Biters on this podcast. But is he not back in trouble, Eddie? Yeah, he's back in trouble. Which Dick is why Biter's- we're we're celebrating. Him. Yeah, we're celebrating him again because I mean, look, so the Dick- man just keeps delivering. Well, he delivers every six months or so historically, Tom. Yeah. A uh, little bit of a hiatus to this year. Maybe, maybe looking at nine months this time around. But he's back at it. He's back at it. Is he still in prison? No, he's out of prison. Okay. Um, so he's basically been sentenced and pled guilty to assaulting a man at a wedding in 2016. You know how the, t- the courts can take a little while Absolutely. to iron out these sort of creases. Yes. Um, so sentenced to three months jail, which have wholly, hopefully been suspended for two years. Why? After an early, an early guilty I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. But basically, it's a suspended prison sentence. Right. Um, now, I wonder whether he'd be disappointed by that because prison is is a great place to bite dick. So he's, he's out of jail and he's been invited to one of few weddings. And because he's out of jail, he's got to hunger again. He's got to, yeah, I mean? yeah, well, he, he's got to get to work. He's got to try to get back into prison. So who better than the bridesmaid's husband? The bridesmaid's husband. Yeah. So he assaults him. Yeah. So obviously goes in for a bit of for a bit of knob. Bit of a chomp. Goes in for a chomp. Goes in for a wedding chomp. So oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mate, come have a ciggy with me, oi mate. Fucking drop your dax, oi mate. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let knows? me let me have a chomp. Let me have a chomp. Been out of prison for eleven days. Need a chomp. Looking for a chomp. Um, bloke. Respectfully declines. Declines. Thank you, Anthony. It's very nice. Uh, Dick Biter doesn't like that too much, so he gets gives him a bit of a knee, gives him a bit of a kick, and fucking bashes him near to him with an inch of his life. Okay, nice. Nice. So that's what you're dealing with with Dick Biter, but good to see him back on the Dick Biting scene. Davey Warner, cricket. Grade cricket. I think we'll start at grade cricket and work our way all the way up to the tippy top of the of the uh, of the cricketing heap. That makes sense. Davy the mongrel Warner is returned to grade. It was a thrilling weekend of grade cricket on the weekend. Eddie Smudge was back. Do we know what Smudge got? He got eighty five. 
No, not, not bad from Smudge. I mean, it is great cricket. So Smudge was back. Warner was back. Watto pulled out with a calf injury. So it's starting to feel nice. You know, starting to feel like something I remember. Watto injured. That calf muscle must have been injured more than any calf well, in it's more, it's more, it's more Watto not scoring any runs. Well, no, but especially, you know, a calf injury ruling Watto out of a game of cricket is uh, is like, you know, it's, an, it's like getting into a nice pair of jeans. It feels right. It's yeah, right it right does. Yeah, old jeans. Yeah, old jeans. Trusty James. Trusty James, ones you can rely on. So anyway, Smudge got 85. Warner got 155. Not carried his bat. Watto didn't play at all. Carried his bat. Rare from Carried, Dave. Well, rare from Dave, but it was... He's usually a 101 now I'm out sort mm. of guy. Do you know what I mean? Where's he's the glory a, at? Where's the glory at? Dave is more of a 99, gets dropped, or gets off on review, gets two more runs. I've got my 100 now I'm out sort yeah. of like. Yes. So... I've jumped. Now I'm going to fuck off. Dave's got 155 not, uh, but what's sort of sparking people's interest? React? What's got the reaction out of people, Eddie? Is Davey's celebration of a ton playing for Ramwick Petersham at Ramwick Oval on a Saturday against and Bush like, League like cricketers? What, what, like what, game one of the season? Yes, his first, It's but it's also great. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you seen the footage? No. Okay. Well, I think it's probably worth just showing you. Because he's also getting roasted by fucking, like, Brendan McCullum and shit. Like, people are having a go at him. Is he up? Don't tell me he's up. You'll see. Like, you'll just, you'll see what like, it is. Oh, what a feeling. And when he, he does that late. Oh, you mean, you mean how he trademarked his ton celebration? Yeah, yeah. You mean like that? Yeah. Well, you know what, Eddie? It could be. That's him getting his ton. He goes a little bit out of screen. That's it. He just he, he does his Toyota oh. jump. He's shaking the oh bat around. My God. He's kissing the bat. Oh my god! Yeah, he's waving around to the seven people oh on the fucking ground. Oh my god! Oh, Mate, the mongrel! You'd think he'd just got an ashes ton. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. No, you literally couldn't. If you had the footage. Side by side, you would have no fuck idea. all idea. If you blurred out the jerseys, that's it. You would know. And well, I mean, you'd see they're playing a fucking round. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Davey's gone off like a bloody two bob watch, as they say. Uh, and Brendan McCullum started shitting on him online because he's a Kiwi and it's funny. So he's gone, and and Brandon's got a bit of class about it. Well, yeah, but so he's 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 gone. He's shared the footage, and he's gone. Geez, Davey, this celebration is the equivalent of Sir Edmund Hillary giving it large after climbing his front steps post Everest. So Sir Edmund Hillary, for you, fucking <laughs> yeah, 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 the first bloke, the first up bloke to climb Mount Everest, and he's like, it's the equivalent of him going off after climbing his front steps, steps. and he goes. David Warner, or in horse racing parlance, it's similar to if Hugh Bowman was to give it she's apples in a maiden midweek at Wyong. You're like... But pretty strong, maiden midweek in Wyong. Yeah, Love I know. Love that about, about you. But how about Brendan knowing his Australian pony parlance? Uh, obviously a punter. You can tell from that. That's the real takeaway. You know what I mean? Brendan McCullum punts he's heavy a, he's on the He's a ponies. heavy punter. He's done his ass before he at Wyong. He has done his ass at Wyong. Do you know what I mean? Mate, it's not like he spends a lot of time here playing cricket. He just punts like a motherfucker. He loves it, mate. He wakes up. 
he he has a punt locally, and then he turns his attention to your Warwick Farms, your Wyongs. Then he moves into your your Albion Park dogs. He, or the trots. Your trots, your double yeah, trots. He's, he's in. Maybe he's a Dawson Park double. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but... But, but he knows what he's talking Brendan about. Brendan is completely au fait with Australian... Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest-selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout-out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's a t- it's it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Hunting parlance. Correct. Nothing screams that more than saying, using that as an adjective. Yes. Or a metaphor. Yes, as a metaphor. You're like, oh, okay, Brendan, you're a gambler. But back to 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 Dave. Some people are saying, "Look, some people are defending Dave, and they're going, oh, you know what? It's just him sort of releasing emotions, breaking the shackles.'" And some no. people are saying he just looks a little bit. He looks like a little bit of. Yeah, but look, David. Look, this is what I'd say. I understand you've been under a heap, heap of pressure, and that is because of what? 
because you cheated. Okay, right. And then dragged down your skipper and a young thrubber with you. Now, I think we all know that. I think we're all across it. Um, and that's cool. We've moved on. A couple of podcasts ago, I said it moved on. Yeah, Tons I've moved, moved on. on. I'm pretty sure the nation's moved on. Even right? though you never explained to anyone what happened. And we acknowledge that. I said, I know you never explained it. I know I never saw sincerity out here, ever. But I was comfortable with that. I'm yeah. happy to move on and turn the leaf and fucking press on with my life because yeah. I love cricket yes. and I love test cricket and I yeah. love my nation, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if, if there's, as much as I can do, if that's the bare minimum that I can do to help my, my, my cricket team move on yeah. and ascend to greatness, yes. which is the Ushers next year, yes. 2019, yes. then I'll do that. Yes. But a little humility out of you, please, Dave. <laughs> a little humility, mate. Are you fair dinkum, mate? Fuck, 155 not against fucking beta losers in the first game of the season and you're jumping in Yahoo and like you're fucking 100 million. It's just one when we all know why, your fucking skipper almost fucking... He, he spied into a pit of despair and had to move to New York and put on 300 kilos and didn't talk to anyone and locked himself in a room. You know what I mean? Your poor skipper Smudge. I mean, he's not an alpha, but he's an alpha with the bat in hand. <laughs> yeah. You throw him to the wolves. And then you come out, it's just a bit much for me, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a bit much. I'm on your, like, I'm, I'm happy to forget it, but I'm not, I'm, how can I forget it when you're fucking jumping around? Yeah, you know, like you make a, it hard to forget when you're jumping around. How can I forget like it a, when you're doing that? Yeah. And, mate, and I'll reinforce it, you go on to make 155 not for Randwick Petersham and you carry on like a goose, but you won't make 155 for your nation when we were asked you to. No. When we're up against it and we're fucked. Have no. you ever got more than, what? You might have got 200 against Zimbabwe or something, but you never got a 200. You, know, you never got a double against the England or no. India or fucking or South Africa. This is the expectation, Dave, that you don't get out playing grade cricket. So it's not really something where you're yipping and you're yahooing. He's kissing the helmet. He's kissing the badge. You haven't played for Ramwick Peterson for how long? And you're kissing the badge? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just don't think it means that much. I thought he played for East. I thought he did as well. So I'm not even sure that he's, like, born and bred Randwick Petersham. No, and look, it's because he lives up the road. We could be wrong. We could look into it, but we won't. Yeah, look, it's just not an emblem-kissing moment. It's not an emblem-kissing moment. I'll give you the emblem kiss if you're there every weekend turning sausages. Yeah. And you, and that's where you first played you your cricket. You man and you the grew snags. Up. You know the tuck shop lady. Yeah, you know. You go down there and you donate your time and your money and your effort. And when you walk off the cricket field, the first thing you ask is how to Randwick Petersham go. Yeah. And again... You're across what sort of condiments they've got. You know, what sort they, of bread they do. Use, they sell the bloody where they killer buy, pythons? Where they buy their sausos? What the what the the average take on a weekend is? Are they are they killer pythonmen? Are they red frogmen? Are they milkomen? Are they red scrinmen? These are important questions. Yeah. And look, he is a local, so he went to Matchville Public School in Ramwick Boys High. Like you can play for whoever you want, but don't 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 kiss the emblem. Okay. So all I'm saying is just to bow it. Yeah. Look, I think that. A little humility would have gone a long way in that yeah. situation, given what you've done. Yeah. Given what you've done. And and you're jumping. You're jumping like that? Against blokes that... So against a bloke that literally had a cigarette during, on his, o- on during overs. Yeah. During overs. Had a dart. One guy that probably fucking needed to borrow money to fill up his car with petrol to get to the game. One bloke who's not even wearing a box when he bats because he forgot he can't, his. He, can't, he forgot it and he couldn't afford it. He's not going to. He's wearing one, one part. He's wearing a front pad. <laughs> he's only got a front pad. <laughs> he's only got a front pad on, mate. 
This guy's got these same wicket-keeping gloves since he was in the under-17s. Yeah, and, and you can you're tell fucking, because you can see his fingers. You can see his fingers through there, and you're fucking doing star jumps and shit after getting 150 against a guy who trains once a fucking every, a fortnight because he's got to drive down from the Central Coast because that's where his girlfriend is with his fucking child that he had out of wedlock, and you're doing fucking star jumps, Dave. <laughs> At Liberty Financial, we're free-thinking. Not in a let's-all-live-in-huts-roam-naked-and-eat-while-berries kind of way. We're financial free-thinkers. Look, you want to get a loan from someone you can trust, right? Back in the day, mum or dad would have said, there's only one place to go. Well, not anymore. You've got options. Free-thinking options. And you can trust that at Liberty, we won't treat you just like everyone else. Call 13 11 33 or visit liberty.com.au. Liberty, free-thinking loans to help you get financial. Lending criteria apply. Now, JTL Cup, Pure Milk Cup, Eddie. So, just for the punter and dribbler, living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, uh, JTL Cup, once known as the Pure Milk Cup, uh, obviously Pure Milk was a sponsoring name for and anyone that missed that. Yes. It was um, also a type of milk that maybe doesn't exist anymore. Look, shame on you if you missed it. If you missed out on those Pure Milk days, you're probably what? You're probably a Gen Z kind of kid. Well, you're a kid that's, you know. But are you a Gen Z if you missed out on Pure Milk? Well, you're certainly not a Gen Y. No. Certainly you, not a Gen X. No. Not even like a Gen Milan. No, well, millennial, I don't know where that is, but you, you, if you missed you're missed out, oh, you're young. You're, you're young. a young man if you if you didn't know about Pure Milk Cup. Doesn't matter though, because we're still calling it Pure Milk Cup because JTL sounds shit. Don't even know what the fuck no, that don't, is. Don't know what it stands for. Um, but Eddie, the uh, a New South Wales game uh, against Victoria mm. at um, North Sydney Oval. Great spot. Great, part Great of the world. spot was temporarily postponed because of a swarm of bees that overran the ground. See, I read this, saw it, got me thinking. Mm. Did you ever realise that there were swarms of bees just kicking about? No. I just kicking about town? Yeah, just like, oh yeah, here's a swarm of bees rolling through. No. Never heard of that in your life? I've never heard of that in my life. Like, I've heard of it happening on cricket fields, but not. I've never heard of someone say, holy shit, bro, like I was walking down the street the other day, had to hit the deck. Had to lay down, stop driving. Wouldn't read about it. No. Swarm of bees ran through the street. Everyone had to hit the deck, otherwise you'd, you know, you'd yeah, blow fucking, up like a fucking well, blueberry. You could, get, you could get bloody killed. So then it got me thinking, is the fact that it's I've never heard of it because it doesn't happen... And because they love cricket fields exclusively? What, bees maybe love cricket fields? Because the only ever time I've heard of it is, I think it was in Sri Lanka or Pakistan, and same thing, I cricket field. That. Or is it just, is it like a, is it a marketing ploy from Cricket Australia? Maybe get a few more eyeballs to what is a early season game and a competition no one cares about. Release, release the of, bees? Release a couple of bees around here. No one cares if cricket's played because it's inconsequential into anyone's life about the result. But if you get a couple of bees knocking about, maybe we'll get a couple of column inches, maybe Hello Sport talk about you. Now people are starting to hear about the Pure Milk Cup again and, you know, maybe they'll watch it. I think it's a poor one, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you're not a fan? Look, I, I just think it's a bit it's a bit weak. Yes. You know, to, to hire a beekeeper, fly him in. I mean, how does he even get him in here, the bees? 
Well, the beehives in a van. I mean, he's obviously got some way of transporting them. I don't know how he herds them up again afterwards, but like, it just seems like a bit of a fucking pain in the ass. Or are they like balloons, bees? Like, once you let them out, run free. They're gone. Yeah, but this is the bloke's livelihood we're talking about. You know what I mean? He's he's a honeyman, probably third gen. (laughs) There's no first gen honeyman going around. (laughs) No. No. If you're in the honey business, that is a family business. You've been taught that by your granddad and your fucking great granddad. No first gen honeyman. So I just think that I don't know if he's going to give away his bees for nothing. No, right. He'd need to be uh, suitably compensated to give away a whole host of bees. <laughs> That's just my thing. Yeah, in a, in a in a in a pretty poorly thought out promotional attempt by Cricket Australia. This is intern stuff. Yeah, this is intern this stuff. This is instant this is this is your classic case of the interns being given too much leash. <laughs> yeah, they've gone they've gone, let's get some millennials. Here we go. Let's get these bloody millennial interns in here. Let's see if they can come up with some, you know, wacky idea. Now we have a man that is without his bees. <laughs> now we've got a Beelus third gen man. <laughs> Beelus third gen honeyman. Yeah, and a bunch man, of cricketers that can't play pure milk. You're talking about the livelihood of this man <laughs> who's had all he's known ever taken away from him. Are these bees. He's hand reared these bees. He's hand reared bees like his father did and his father before him. And his son being groomed to take over the <laughs> bee business, suddenly taken away from him because of the folly of Cricket Australia and the leash they've let out to these fucking millennial interns. I mean, Jesus. Is this what we've come to? This is what it's come to. Well, this is what it's come to. A bit to. of sandpaper over in <laughs> South Africa, and now we've got some bloke who's bealess. We've got fucking millennial interns. Do we blame interns. Davey for this? Yes. I think this is Dave's fault as yeah. well, you, isn't you, it? All right, give me that tip, mate. You owe a man from Camden <laughs> some new bees. Tiger Woods, mate. He's done it. He's back. The shagger is back. Shag's back. So we've spoken about Tiger. I mean, look, everyone knows that Tiger, uh, he got on, he went on a wild fuck fest and he dropped off the face of the earth once he got caught by his missus, had some injuries. And well, he, no, so he did. He fell off. He went away for a little bit after he fucked, got Shag's back. Came back, won a little bit more, but still... He suffered. never won another thing. No, he did. That's incorrect. I back. thought the first thing that he won, they could, five years of the Australian Open, when that's the last thing that he won, the last nah, main nah, thing he won. Nah. So the last he, he won his last major in 2008, which was the US Open, right? The last thing he won before he got done for his infidelity was the Australian Open, which is in November of 2008. Yeah, right. So the last thing that he won before... Yeah, but no, 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 no. Then he comes back and he wins again in 2012 and 2013, gets back to number one in the world, wins like five tournaments in 2013, ah. didn't win a major, but got back to number one, and then Shag is back, Shag is back, Shag is back, Shag is back, Shag is back. So, like, he got away with it for a little bit because he's elite, yes. but still the Shag is back was there and eventually broke him down until he couldn't walk anymore. Right. Couldn't even get out of bed, couldn't sit down. Like, when he went to prison... I thought this was all off the back of him, Ruth. No. No, no, no. People have got short memories, right? But still, Shag is back nonetheless. Did it start with the Rootin, or did he come back essentially from the Rootin scandal? Came back from the Rootin scandal. So this isn't about Rootin. No. See, it is to me, and I think it is to the punter and the dribbler. I think it is. It's about Rootin here. Yeah, yeah, but it, but, but, but he got Shagger's back. Like, he could he, tra- he band-aided the problem for a yes. couple of years, but... but that Shaggy's back was was in him. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. You can only band-aid it for so long before you break down. Yes. Band-aid for a bullet wound type scenario. That's right, Tom. So, okay, well... So I'm not going to 
try and separate the two. No. They're clearly... I don't think, I don't think they need to be. No. They're, Although they're, they sort of are. Well, but, but, they don't know, need like, to be. But they're, look, they're intertwined forever. It's all. I think it all started as the downward spiral. It is. It does. Uh, so Target, for the first time since 2013, has ascended back to the heap. Top the heap. Top the heap. Not, Top, not world number one, though. Not, no, no, not, no, not world number one, but wins the Tour Championship. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, and there's probably a lot of you that don't. Yes. FedEx Cup, which is like the end. So you get points during the season, right? Which go to like a tally. So... The last four tournaments of the year, if you're in the top 100, and I think it's like 20, then you get in. And then they just knock off people week after week after week. So at the end, the Tour Championship, I think it's like the top 35. Yeah. So the top 35 golfers in the season standings play off, and then the bloke with the most points at the end of the year wins is FedEx Cup champion. He right. didn't get that, missed out slightly, but still beat the 35 best golfers that year to win the Tour Championship, which he won. Now, if anyone saw the fucking footage, bro... It was This ridiculous. was Beatles stuff. This yeah. was Beatles stuff. He's almost never been bigger than he is now. And he's yeah. the, he's arguably the biggest athlete of all time, full stop, right? In terms of, like, commercial appeal. and global appeal. Yeah. Like, it was almost... Like, the numbers that you saw today were, like, him in 97 when he won the fucking Masters by 12 strokes. Or him during the Tiger Slam when he won the four majors in a row at the Masters again in 2002. Like, those numbers aren't... They're not, like, just Tiger numbers. They're, like, biblical, holy shit numbers. Yeah, right. And I heard someone saying, they're like, we've been waiting for the next Tiger Woods to come a year, come along for 10 years, right? And he has We just didn't know that the next Tiger Woods was going to be Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Right, that's cool. But I guess it kind of makes sense why he's like almost bigger than he's ever been because he was so big and it wasn't like a retirement or a fucking... It was like he just was incapacitated, shag his back and... Couldn't, go, couldn't sit out. Couldn't go out for a meal and shit. Like apparently he was doing like an awards dinner. Where's the 30 for 30 on this motherfucker? Well, I think they're waiting. Yeah, right. The story's not yet written. It's not yet written. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still a bit more and to I, go. You know, let's just see this, this place. Until he's, until he's fucking retired and said, I'm done? Yeah. I don't think anyone's pulling the trigger on that because this man's capable of anything. Yeah. And it remains to be seen what he does. Do you know what I mean? He could still go past Jack Nicholas's. 18 majors seems unlikely and he's also got and he's also now two behind Sam Snead Sam Snead for just all, all PGA out PGA victories PGA victories so the he's on, on a PGA tour yeah yeah right so he's on 80 next best is 82 yep but I mean just it's just ridiculous and I can't get enough of it to be honest so the one that he won today or on Monday today yep that counts towards the Jack Nicholas. no no counts towards the PGA tour victories right. which is like the the PGA Tour of America. Yeah. It counts towards that number. Right, but Nicholas's talk is majors. So majors is US Masters yeah. at Augusta. Yeah. The Open Championship, which is in the UK. Yeah. Uh, the US Open or the PGA Championship. They're the majors. Think like the Australian Open. Yeah, yeah, Open, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, tennis. right. Jack Nicholas has 18. Yeah. Tiger and, has 14. Yeah. But... Tiger's he's over his shag's back, ladies and gentlemen. His shag's back seems to be at an all-time positive position. Yeah. So, look, I don't know if anyone else was marinating in it, but I fucking sure as shit was. Big time. And it actually leads me into our uh, question from... Uh, what, the king of the dribble? The king dribble. Sup, bucks and dribblers. Bucks. All right. Hope you both well. 
He's going to be back for the JF this weekend, apparently. We'll see. You don't even like leg, man. Yeah, exactly. You're a union man. Uh, question. He's still, what a Roosters fan. He either comes back for the grand final. He wouldn't even know the fucking people playing. Um, anyway, question about Tiger Woods winning the Tour Championship. Is this sport's ever uh, greatest ever comeback? If not, please discuss alternatives. He's, he's come back from injuries, right? Is that why it's the greatest ever comeback? Or is it because of all the scandals and the rooting? Like, the man's just been fucking everything that moves and he's got a bad back. Well, I think, I think like... So I was sort of looking into this today, and like at least in American sports, there wasn't anything that really fucking took me a because because someone wrote an article on it. I I didn't really know half the people they were talking about. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't really give a shit about it. In golf, though, Ben Hogan, who's a bit, of, he's like a stud all timer back in like the thirties, fifties, sixties, I think. He got hit by a bus. There you go, greatest comeback and Found came it. back right. Got hit by a fucking bus and comes Found back it. and wins. And one day, after being hit by the hit by the bus, he had to play thirty six holes in one day. What the same day as getting hit by a bus? No, no, like he'd been hit. He couldn't really walk that well after he'd been hit by the bus because he'd been hit by a bus. Well, yeah, that happens. And it's a side effect. You know what I mean? Like on his way to winning the US Open, had to walk thirty six holes. So you look at that and you go, "Holy shit, that's probably a greater comeback." That's a much better comeback. He got hit by a fucking bus. But I will say this about great comebacks, right? The reason that people are saying this is a great comeback is because I think, yeah, some bloke might have gone through more adversity, right? And he comes back and he starts playing first grade footy again. Mm. Like that, you could say that's a great comeback. Yeah. But I think what makes Tiger's comeback so great is that like he was the greatest, like a Adored, not adored, but revered. No, he was adored, adored and revered. Adored and revered around the world. Global superstar sensation, arguably bigger than Michael Jordan. Like, big, big, right? Yes. And he's come back and he's he's as big, if not bigger, than he's ever been. Yes, he hasn't got the wins under his belt yet that he needs, but he might get them. And winning on the PGA Tour is a fucking place to start. I think that's why people are saying it's big, I think maybe it's big because his fall was so hectic. It was the biggest fall you've ever seen, bro. It was the biggest fall. He's gone from $100 a year, hot as shit wife, rooting the house down behind closed doors, (laughs) winning anything that he can get his little paws on. Do you know what I mean? He's been like six. He's won more than five times in a season. Ten times. There's people that would would suck you off to win five times ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone says to you for the rest of your life, "What's the greatest comeback?" The first thing will come to your mind will be Tiger Woods, guaranteed. For now, it will be exactly. So dribble. You know what? This is probably the first question you've sent through that I haven't been able to shit on. Go watch the footage for today. Yeah. How people are carrying on. Ridiculous. Yep. All right. Well, there it is. King Dribble has sent in a decent question. For once. It's only For taken once, three years, only taken three years. Congratulations. And I think on that note, we give Tiger a VB. Yep. Do we give King Dribble a VB? Nah. No way. Um, and we bid you adieu. Brett Finch on... Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Great interview, Pines Dribblers. Ripper of an interview. And... Canyon at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram if you want to follow us there. Until next week or until Finchie on Thursday. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.